Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Welcome to another episode of May Contain Traces of Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant-based, zero-waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle, and if you're new around here, hello, welcome to the podcast. Psyched to have you here and listening today. If you're a regular listener, welcome back, soybeans. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say I've really appreciated everyone who's been listening up to this point. The podcast has been going more than six months now, and we have just passed my one-year anniversary of being vegan, so yay! This week, we're going to be talking about cooking vegan. Before we get into that one, though, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has left a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it. It really helps people to see the podcast when you guys do that. It's a great way to support us. Obviously, podcasting is free art, so no money's being made off of it. But yeah, it's, um, well, I mean, in theory, a little bit of money should be made off of it. But it's a, yeah, it's not much. So it's super duper helpful that you guys do that just because it means that more people see it and, you know, more people listen. And that is the point to get the message out there and to create a, yeah, a little plant-based, zero-waste community that is non-judgmental because that is the whole vibe of this podcast if you are enjoying the podcast i'd love it if you would leave a, a little rating or a review and if you are on facebook or instagram you can go and follow us there we are may contain traces of soy on both of those accounts we actually started a facebook group as well and that one's called plant-based and zero waste australia so definitely join up with that one. We share all of this great stuff and links and recipes in there to stuff that we discuss on the podcast. And you can go in there to ask any questions that you might have. If you do have a question or you've got a topic that you want us to cover, just hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. I am making Traits of Soy and I'll do a shout out for you and answer your question or cover your topic on the next show. So this week, like I said before, it's going to be all about cooking vegan. And we're going to be discussing a few different influences, some great cookbooks, um, you know, some websites with awesome recipes. 
But before we get into that, I just wanted to do a little content warning and a trigger warning for you guys. It's not going to be all throughout the episode, but it is going to come up at the beginning. We're going to be talking about diet talk and about disordered eating, which if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you heard my episode, My Vegan Story, which was number six, you would know that that's something that I've struggled with in the past. So a lot of people do come to veganism as a health journey, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think that restrictive eating can be very dangerous. So while we are going to be talking about a few different types of diets, and I say diet in the sense that diet actually means just what you eat, not diet as in we need to diet and lose weight, Um, but yeah, a few different types of ways of eating as a vegan, and Some of those like raw food veganism, um, people who, you know, monitor their macros and micros, there's nothing wrong with doing that. But if you are someone who has struggled with your relationship with food like I have, it can be really problematic to track your food, to track your calories whenever I do, because obviously back when I was a lot younger, I struggled with disordered eating. And now, whenever I do get into my head that I should track my calories, um, it starts off from a very sensible place. Okay, I'm going to have, you know, 1,700 calories a day. That's a very reasonable amount for someone of my age and gender and body type. So I'm going to have that much. And I'm just going to make sure that I track them so that I do that. If I begin that by the end of the first week, I am eating less than 900 calories and over-exercising, and I'm like really proud about it. So I really cannot track my calories. It is a dangerous thing for me to do. And it's dangerous, I think, for anyone who has struggled with disordered eating. So I don't think it's healthy to track calories if you have struggled with that. For me, it just becomes so obsessive so quickly. So I can't do it because I will make myself sick. Like I just will. And I think a lot of people learn this when they've sort of dealt with disordered eating. What I do these days, I don't follow any diet. I just eat intuitively. So if I feel like something, I eat it. And that doesn't mean that I just eat junk food all the time. It means that I really try and listen to my body. And like, am I craving something fresh and fruity? Am I craving something, you know, a little bit more dense and green, like deep green leafy thing. Am I craving mac and cheese? It's fine to have that kind of stuff. And there are healthy versions of it if you are trying to watch the amount of oil or salt or fat that you're including in your diet for health reasons. There are ways to do that. I just think that it is important that you don't limit yourself and that you're not too restrictive with your eating. But now that we've gotten that out of the way, Let's have a little bit of a chat about the different kinds of ways that vegans eat. Like, what are the different vegan diets that people follow? And in that respect, I do just mean again, what do they eat? So vegans' diets, they vary as much as omnivores. You can have high-carb, low-fat. You can do gluten-free. You can be a keto vegan, a raw food vegan, a plant-based whole food vegan, a junk food vegan. There are so many different ways that vegans eat. And there's so many fantastic resources out there that you can check out to find recipes that meet with the kind of um, food that you want to get and eat. So there are so many options and there are so many amazing creators that you can check out. But to start with, I'd like to talk about two cookbooks that I really love. So the first one is called I Can Cook Vegan. 
Now, this one I love because it is not pretentious. It is not angling for any health or wellness side of things. There is nothing about the dangers of using sugar or fear of cooking in oil or, you know, having processed foods. It's all healthy food, but it's just really simple, straight up and down recipes. And there's recipes of every different kind. There's soups and stews and juices and smoothies and sandwiches. And, you know, they've just got all of this different kind of stuff in there, but it's really just simple, easy recipes. So I love that book. I would highly recommend it. It is by an author called Isa Chandra Moskowitz. So I have trouble pronouncing that, obviously. She also authored another book called Veganomicon. So it's a really good, simple book. And I love the imagery on it as well. It's um, really huge writing in the book as well. And I'm not sure if it's marketed to children, but I think it's marketed to adults. It's just this really kind of simplistic, no nonsense, no gimmick, just like simple, honest recipes. So I really dig that. I would highly recommend checking that one out. The other one that I got over Christmas, thank you, Daniel, <laughs> was um, the Wicked Healthy Cookbook. Now, the Wicked Healthy Cookbook's a really interesting one because it's written by these uh, two brothers, Chad and Derek Serrano. And they have a philosophy of 80% healthy, 20% wicked. So they're from New England. And Chad was actually Woody Harrelson's personal chef for quite a long time. I think he still does some cooking for him. Woody Harrelson did the forward on this book. So it is all plant-based vegan food. And it's very much about that kind of whole foods approach, but with a, you know, unhealthy sort of slant or comfort food slant on a lot of those recipes. I like the philosophical approach of this cookbook. It is about, you know, not being too restrictive, not really putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Just make beautiful, gorgeous, tasty, healthy food that you can really enjoy that is good for you. And I really like that because it doesn't say, you know, you can't use oil, you can't use sugar. It doesn't say you shouldn't have this or you shouldn't have that. It just says aim to eat healthy 80% of the time and enjoy the occasional treat 20% of the time. I like that balance. I think that's a really good approach. They also have set this book out really beautifully. They do their story in the front about how they came to open the, you know, the business of being these two vegan chefs and running this kind of platform and doing the cookbooks and all that kind of stuff. And they also go through all of the equipment that you might need, equipment that they recommend that you get, um, you know, different kind of pantry staples that they think are important, different things that they use in a lot of different recipes. And then in the appendix at the back, they have also cross-referenced the book for anyone who's on a gluten-free diet or a soy-free diet or a nut-free diet or oil-free. It's amazing how they've like cross-referenced that for people. So they're from New England and that means that they have included a lot of really interesting stuff in there that we would never think to make here in Australia because it's not a regular kind of, I guess, pub fair or like uh, a culinary thing from this area. I mean, in Australia, our culinary stuff is like sausage on bread, the democracy sausage, which if you want to do one of those, I recommend the Linda McCartney sausages because they're so good. 
but <laughs> they yeah they do um a lot of seafood but also a lot of italian food because these two guys are from um an italian family so they've got vegan pasta from scratch pasta dough from scratch sour bread pizza dough from scratch red sauce and then they've also got this seafood side of it that comes from the new england tint and that is like a lobster roll with lobster mushrooms they have a scallop recipe in there they've got stuff like your more kind of comfort food things like plant-based bacon mac and cheese but they also have butter bowls juices sauces from scratch so i recommend that book because you've got a fantastic balance there of healthy stuff, comfort food, and a few special um, kind of recipes that apply directly to where they've come from. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And I think when it comes to food, food is such a kind of trigger for us for the relationship to our family, to where we've come from, the nostalgia of things that we've always eaten, certain areas, um, things that we've always done, and the culture of bringing family together and cooking specific recipes that are special. So I think that's why you see so many books that veganize specific things that weren't a vegan recipe, but they are so well known for being from this place. And I love that because I think that it allows us to access and embrace cultural background and, you know, to be able to connect with where you're from and the traditions that you've held in a way that's not hurting anything. And that's a beautiful thing to be able to do. Now I'm going to talk about a couple of vegan influencers who have either a YouTube channel or maybe they have a cookbook and a YouTube channel or maybe they have like a website or blog. So there's a couple of good ones that I've got here. The first one I'm going to suggest for you guys is Cheap Lazy Vegan. Now Cheap Lazy Vegan is a blogger and a YouTuber. Her name is Rose and she does these absolutely delicious, really easy, simple recipes. A lot of Asian-inspired food. Rose um, was originally from Korea. So she has this fantastic selection of cultural food to bring to you. And it's all really easy to do. It's really simple. It's about the least cost, the least stress. And I really like that. And I like how accessible her channel is because it's not sort of keeping anyone out. She doesn't talk a lot about any sort of health or wellness propaganda on her channel either. It's very much like, I like this and it tastes good and we're going to make this. And I like that. I really like that approach. I think that's fantastic. So definitely 
check out Cheap Lazy Vegan. You can find her on YouTube. You can also find her um, blog itself where she's got a couple of the recipes up. And I think she has some eBooks available for purchase too. So definitely worth looking at that. I'm going to put links to anyone that I mention in this episode. So you guys can go and check those things out. Have a look, find some recipes that you like. Definitely recommend doing that. The next one I'm going to talk about is Bosch. Now, you might have seen Bosch. They're quite the kind of media conglomerate of a um, vegan cookbook company, basically. And Bosch is run by Henry and Ian, and these are two friends. They're just self-taught chefs, and they're from the UK. And I like how unpretentious their food is. So if you're looking for British comfort food, you know, your pub meals, these guys have it. They do a beef wellington, a shepherd's pie, and a vegan Yorkshire pudding. It is stuff that I wouldn't think to try and replicate because, again, that's not where I come from. That's not the food that I'm used to. But it's so wonderful to see so many creators tapping into their culture and their personal experience and tapping into the nostalgia of food that they've grown up with and bringing us vegan versions of it. I know that we have at least one listener who is from the UK and he has mentioned how much vegan food is hard for him because, you know, everything over there in England is very much about meat and three veg and that is the culture of food. So this is a fantastic place for him to check out if he wants to try and veganize a couple of his, you know, favorite meals from childhood. So I hope that he goes and has a look at that. The next one I was going to mention was just the raw food vegan diet. So what's involved with the raw food vegan diet is that you don't eat anything cooked over 104 degrees Fahrenheit and no processed food. You can have fermented food, food that's been cooked slightly, you know, up to 104 degrees Fahrenheit, whatever that is in Celsius. And you basically are not going to have any bread or anything like that on that diet. It is just raw vegetables and fruits. Now, I don't know if this diet's particularly good for you. I've read a lot of conflicting stuff and I think that there is a lot to be said for including whole grains. I think that's really important. So I think it's worth, you know, having a think about that and not going 100% into that because you could end up feeling quite unwell. But as something that you do on the in-between, you know, like if you are trying to sort of have a shift away from things, reset the way that you're approaching food, something like that could be helpful. Um, But yeah, I think a whole foods plant-based diet is probably better for you overall. And I personally just think eat intuitively, look after yourself. What do you feel like? Have that, you know, it's important that you are not restricting yourself in what you eat, but there are so many fantastic recipes out there that you can go and try out. I think going vegan in a lot of ways made me fall in love with cooking again. And I think other people have mentioned this as well. Before I was vegan, we were just cooking like the same, the same stuff, you know, every week. And it was really boring and we didn't put a lot of effort into it. And we didn't try new things. You know, we didn't expand our horizons a lot. And I guess I had fallen out of love with cooking and it was just like something that I had to do on top of everything else that I was doing. You know, life gets hard and anyone who works full time and does other stuff as well, or anyone who just works full time, like life is complicated and difficult. And as you get older, you find that you have so little time. And when cooking becomes a chore, you're missing out on 
so much because cooking and eating, it's such an essential part of the human experience. It's sensory and it's something that we do with all five senses. You smell food, you touch it, you taste it and you see it. It is something that captures everything in our senses. And that is why it's so important that you enjoy your food and you enjoy cooking your food. It is a chance for creativity and exploration. And I love to veganize recipes now. I love to try new recipes And it helps to do that because you do end up eating a larger variety of food. You try different things and you get different vegetables every week, which, you know, you wouldn't normally eat. And you try stuff that you wouldn't have thought to try before, which is really, really good for you to have a varied diet is very, very healthy. So I think it's great to fall back in love with cooking. If you have been just not enjoying it, if you've been feeling a bit like I make the same thing every week, And I guess I'll get that and I'll make it again. And it's a chore that I have to get done so that the food is cooked for our meal prep for our lunches every week. You know, you need to shake things up a bit, guys. Get out there. Have a look at what kinds of recipes you can try. Check out some of these creators because it's really, really good for us to enjoy cooking. It's really good to indulge your senses and make it an event in itself. Because cooking food and eating food together with people is very connected to how we socialize and it's connected to how we establish traditions and how we share and engage with our peers and our loved ones and our families so cooking should be something you do for the love of it and it should be something that you do from a place of enjoyment and exploration if you're not vegan now i recommend trying cooking one vegan meal a week trying a different one every week because it will be a challenge for you in the kitchen and it will make you enjoy cooking again. And I'm not going to say that it's going to be perfect every time. I have really screwed up some stuff in the kitchen. I'm not going to lie. I actually tried to make a camembert cheese from scratch about, I'm going to say it was five or six months ago. It was really bad. Um, When it comes to cheeses, I think it can be quite hard to make your own. But that being said, I have made a really kick-ass cheese sauce, like a mac and cheese for, you know, cheese sauce for that. And that was fantastic. But this camembert cheese that I made was fucking awful. Like, we threw it out. And I hate to do that because I am zero waste, but I couldn't think of anything else to do with it. And it was just so bad. It was not edible. (laughs) So, look, sometimes it's not going to work out when you try things. But, you know... It's still fun to try things out. You might find that you create something that you're like, wow, this is amazing and I love it and it's so different and this is going to become one of my things that I cook regularly now. I like this. We did that the other week when we tried an interesting like warm salad recipe that had broccoli and um, cauliflower that was roasted and then you made a sauce from sun-dried tomatoes and cashew cream. And it was so good. You had it with like greens and you sprinkled some nuts through it. It was just so delicious. It was like a smoky, um, like smoky sweet, but also kind of hot sauce that you made for it. So if I can find the recipe, I'll link that below as well. But yes, you just got to get back into the kitchen and fall back in love with cooking. If you're not there now, get back into it. And if you are there, tell me what your favorite vegan recipe is. I'd love to hear from you guys. Hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. And if you have a topic that you would like covered on the show, just let me know. Happy to cover a topic for you. Do some research. If you want any questions answered, hit me up. 
And uh, that's all for this week. We'll catch you in a week. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.